Good morning, City Church. This is Tuesday, May the 19th. This is City Church Together, and we're going to go back to Matthew 6, where we left off last time, and I have a couple of other scriptures that I want to lay on top of this, both from Paul, uh, one from 1 Corinthians and one from 2 Corinthians. And remember, we are looking still at the idea of uh, being a non-anxious presence, a self-differentiated person um, from the environment around you so that you are able to overflow and contribute positively uh, to the people around you rather than simply react to uh, chaos around you with that herd mentality or quick fix mentality. Um, so we're going to start with um, the, the verse just before the model prayer. In Matthew 6, and, um, and then we'll flip over to a couple of Paul's words. Matthew 6, verse 8. Don't be like them, uh, that is the Pharisees who use a lot of words in their prayers. Don't be like them because your father knows the things you need before you ask him. Therefore, you should pray like this. Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And then now in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. So whoever thinks he stands must be careful not to fall. No temptation has come upon you except what is common to humanity, but God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way out so that you may be able to bear it. And then over in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, um, beginning in verse um, 7. Therefore, so that I would not exalt myself, a thorn in the flesh was given to me a messenger of Satan, to torment me so that I would not exalt myself. Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it would leave me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weakness so that Christ's power may reside in me. So I take pleasure in weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and in difficulties for the sake of Christ, for when I am weak, then I am strong. That is the word of the Lord from Matthew chapter 6 and 1 Corinthians 10 and 2 Corinthians 12. Let's zero in on this last part of the model prayer um, in verse 13. Do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Perhaps you recall last week uh, when we uh, were going through James and learning in James about endurance endurance. that produces maturity and sort of taking responsibility for our own um, Christian maturity by enduring. The same word is used here when Jesus um, models this prayer and and, and says, do not bring us into temptation. That is the same word that James uses when he says, many trials will come into your life. God will bring trials into your life. And this is a very confusing Christian doctrine. Um, how is it, on one hand, that we have these um, evil things or these temptations to evil, but that are also seem to be crucial for our maturity? 
Okay, now the reason why I read 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 10 is because they give us a look from the perspective of the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul's perspective. That's great alliteration. Uh, but from the, from the perspective of the, of the Apostle Paul, uh, you have, um, you guys don't know this, but I, I have headphones on, which means I can hear my own voice, so I can hear every, and the, the alliteration is great in here, gang. Um, but 1 Corinthians 10 and 2 Corinthians 12. In, in 1 Corinthians 10, we get this idea that um, God will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we are able, but will always provide a way out so that we will be able to bear it. And of course, what does bearing under the weight of temptation um, give you? James told us last week in James chapter 1, it gives you endurance, which results in maturity. And then in 2 Corinthians 12, you have this paradox um, in Paul's life of this thorn in the flesh, and it says that it is a messenger of Satan that is being used to humble Paul. And it is in that weakness and in that humility that Paul will learn, he says in 2 Corinthians 12, um, he will learn what James tells us later, where James says, rejoice in your twi- trials for it is producing perseverance. Paul says that, he, that, that we can take pleasure in weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and the difficulties. And it all comes from temptations. Now, let's, let's take all of that that we, we gathered from James and from Paul in these two letters to the Corinthian church, and let's take them back into Matthew chapter 6 to this end part of the model prayer. Do not bring us into temptation or do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, I have heard that and thought that verse 12 um, was two parts of the same idea. In other words, don't bring us into temptation. So here's first part, God, that we're praying. Number one, don't bring us into temptation. Okay. Number two, deliver us from evil. But that is not what's happening here. This, at the, at the end of this prayer, this is a yieldedness to God to do one or the other. Okay? Yieldedness to God to do one or the other. Do not bring us into temptation is one thing God could do. It is one way to pray. So, who wants a thorn in the flesh? Who is going to ask for a thorn in the flesh? None of us are. Who is going to be asked Uh, Who is going to get on our knees and ask God, God, today, will you bring me such a test that it brings me to my knees and exposes my weakness? I I don't think I have ever prayed that or at least prayed it that explicitly. Now, I am certainly not the measure for um, the greatest Christian of all time. I'm not saying because I haven't done it doesn't mean it's something you could do. But that's not something that it seems that we ask for. Okay, so on one hand, Jesus is affirming here that we ask for him not to bring us into temptation. God, could you make today a day where I am not tempted to do evil? On the other hand, the other side of this is not, and deliver me from evil. The other side of this is, God, if it is your will, if if the way your kingdom comes and the way your will is to be done, 
is for me to resist temptation, if that is the way that I mature, if that is the way that I become a kingdom person, if that is the way today that I display your grace, as Paul said, um, uh, my, uh, God said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, my power is perfected in your weakness, then the second half of this is if God chooses to allow Satan to give me a thorn in the flesh, if the Spirit leads me out into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Have you ever noticed how close Matthew chapter 6 is to Matthew chapter 4. It's exactly two chapters. No, I'm kidding. Um, that doesn't measure distance. No, it's in, in the timeline, think about what happened at the first of Matthew chapter 4. This is Jesus being led into the wilderness alone to be tempted by Satan. And then look at the prayer that Jesus teaches us to pray. Do not bring us into temptation. Can you imagine Jesus waking up? Day 37, day 37, you know, it's 40 days in the wilderness. Day 37, maybe he's finally just absolutely exhausted. This has to be coming to an end soon. Remember, Jesus limited himself, so Jesus may not know how long he's going to be out there. Jesus, day 37, oh, Father, please, please, Father, do not bring me into temptation today. Can today be the day that I don't do battle with Satan? Can today be the day that he doesn't come knocking at my door? That's a good prayer. That's a good prayer. Distance from Satan is a good prayer. But there is a yieldedness to the Father's will, which we saw at the first part of this prayer. But, but, Father, if he does come, mature me, deliver me, from the evil one. And of course, we get that promise from Paul's letter to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Whatever temptation, all temptation is common to man. And God will not, God will not leave you without a way out. You know what that way out is? Well, I can't give it to you specifically every time, but I do think it is less about Oh, you had that door over there, and I could have quickly run out that door rather than given to the temptation. And it is more about what Jesus did in the wilderness, which is draw close to the presence of the Spirit dwelling within you. Draw close to the presence of the Father. Know he is here with me, and I need not give in. His, draw closer to that idea. His grace is sufficient for me. I have everything I need for life and godliness in this moment. So think about that. Think about the nearness of Matthew 4, Jesus being drawn into the wilderness by the Spirit to Matthew chapter 6 and the way that he ends this prayer. Kingdom come, thy will be done. Your, your kingdom, God, please bring your kingdom today. But you know what? If it doesn't come, I know your will is not being thwarted. God, deliver me from, or, or God, uh, do not bring us into temptation. Oh, but if you do, if you do deliver us from evil, and what will that delivery be? Well, it will be towards our maturity because James tells us, be grateful for the trials that come into your life because enduring them leads to maturity. Paul tells us that it is all over the scriptures. Lifting weights makes your muscles bigger. It is true about physical and it is true about spiritual. I want to leave you with one idea um, that I heard uh, from a Mark Sayers podcast this last week. You think of a a uh, sort of continuum, a line running from one end of the room to the other. 
And on one end is a person who has absolutely no stress or trials in their life at all. None whatsoever. Now, what happens physically to that person if there is no stress on the body at all? Well, their their muscles atrophy. You want to find the weakest person in the world? Look for someone who has been through no trials. Look for someone who doesn't has never lifted a finger. On the other end of that spectrum is trials all the time, completely submerged in constant stress. And, of course, what does that do? That breaks a person as well. That breaks their muscles as well. But this, that's what that beautiful idea of 1 Corinthians 10 and sort of this pull and push of this, the end of this prayer, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It is sticking us right in the middle of that continuum where our muscles build. And yes, God knows. I love the way that this prayer starts or just before this prayer. Your father, you don't have to babble off a bunch of words when you pray because your father knows the things you need before you ask him. Your father knows what you need on the continuum that day. Do you need more of, do you need less stress or do you need more stress? Do your muscles need rest or do they, are they in atrophy and they need building up? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And along the way, yeah, give me daily bread. And along the way, yes, I'm going to both hurt and be hurt by people. And my forgiveness is going to be a yes on the table always and amen. So, Let's pray together today this prayer, this very simple prayer. Bring us not into temptation, but if you do, God, I know that every messenger for Satan can actually be a thorn in the flesh that helps me rely on your grace. Let's be silent together and pray. Our Father, do not bring us into temptation. There's not a single day that we wake up and we ask to be buffeted by Satan, that we ask for the evil spiritual powers to come knocking on our door, that we ask to be taken under by our own temptations. We, we, we don't ever want that. And so, Father, deliver or, or keep us from temptation. Don't lead us into temptation. Yet, Father, if it is your will that we go into temptation today, then deliver us from evil. Show us the way out. Show us the way to recognize your grace in the moment and that it is sufficient for us. Remind us that we have all that we need for life and godliness, that we are lacking in nothing. You know what our spiritual bodies need. You know whether we need to pound it and lift weights today or whether we need a protein shake and to let our muscles rest. We trust you to build your church. We trust you to build us the bricks in the temple. Give us today our daily bread. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. City Church, go.
and multiply the gospel.